The blast from our past network. Cut right! Cut right! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super duper fans bringing you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love that shiz. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And this episode, we are bringing you season three, episode eight, The Tape. The tape. What is the tape, Corey? I don't know what the tape is. I know it aired on November 13th, 1991, but how about you give us the synopsis so we know what the tape is? Yes, sir. The tape. George orders a miracle baldness cure from China. Elaine leaves an erotic message on Jerry's tape recorder, which is the tape. Her dirty-mouthed uh, ah. practical jokes spur sexual interest in her from the guys, especially George. All right. Yes, that about sums it up. And we will do our breakdown, which might go as fast as that. Uh, Mr. Corey, per usual, we start off with a stand-up bit. This one about hair plugs. Yeah, hair plugs. Um, <laughs> hair that was on your soap yesterday could be on your head tomorrow. And then, then Jerry goes on, like, how do they do that? Do they have to, like, rush your soap into the doctor's office, into the operating room, you know, and, and keep it alive on some kind of soap support system? You know, he's like, well, we saved the hair, but we lost the zest, which which was funny. Um, and he's like, is, there, is it possible for your head to, re, you know, uh, reject the hair transplant as well? Like, you know, like how people's bodies can reject their body transplants, like heart transplants mm-hmm. or something. He's like, are you just standing there next to the person? All of a sudden, their hair just starts popping off, shooting off and uh, landing in their, their coffee. And, uh, and that's how it ended. And just like before, I thought it, ended, it should have ended on the zest joke. Like, mm-hmm. at least that was stronger went, yeah. than, than how the whole thing it went. But dropped not, in, in, in your yogurt, I think it was. Yes, yeah, something like that. But yeah. it was, guess what, guys? Uh, the stand-up was trash. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it might, spoiler alert, might give you an indication of how this episode is itself. Ooh, Ooh. (laughs) harsh. (laughs) Bringing the thunder early. All right, well, let's do a breakdown before our, uh, you know, general comments about the episode happen. Okay, sir, how about you keep it? Keep it to yourself until the end. You mean uh, keep it in my pants? (laughs) Yeah, keep it in your pants. No one, uh, just like George needs to. Uh, No one's going to listen to our episodes if we tell them everything we think at the beginning. We want them to listen all the way through, damn it. (laughs) Or we could just start start doing like, um, you know, 20 second episodes and just be like hey yeah this episode is trash boom next one yeah that episode's <laughs> cool all right boom next one <laughs> all right anyway uh we start off after the stand-up bit at jerry's apartment we get a little fridge repair guy and he's being too talkative and yeah it's relatable we've all been there i know i've had some mechanic guys or electronic guys uh coming in and talking too much but nothing comes of this entire bit like there, there is no story plot that comes back around with the fridge being fixed or even talking to this guy who, you know, you don't really want to talk to. It's just randomly there. They could have started this episode without that entire thing, and it would have started off just as fine, you know, with George coming in. Yeah, and I don't know what they were going for with the actor because he sounded, like, a little slow. And I don't know if they were trying mm. to make him sound nerdy or, like, on the spectrum, but it was it was 
it was pointless. The only thing I, I kind of took note of are <laughs> Jerry's sweet 1991 headphones that go on his yeah. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were on the spectrum. Yeah, I don't think they were thinking on the spectrum I, back in 1991. I don't 1991. think they were either, but that's that's yeah. kind of how it played a little bit. But yeah. like you said, it was it was pointless. That was a pointless character. Glad we never see him yeah. again. And, uh, you know, there was no point to that whole situation. No. When I think on the spectrum, I think of how uh, Tom Hardy played Eddie Brock in the Venom movie. I don't know why, but I I just I did not care for that movie. I didn't think it was all that good. A lot of people enjoyed it and thought it was okay, but I thought it was weak. And I thought Tom Hardy, usually amazing actor, I thought he tanked it personally. Huh. There, that's my little quick two cent review on that one. All right. Well, you know what? Now we don't have to do a, a podcast on Venom. So there you go. There's a twenty <laughs> Sorry, second that review. A, that came out of nowhere, but I don't know why. I always just connect i connect on the spectrum with tom hardy's eddie brock anyway let's just move on uh because that little segment was just as useless as the refrigerator segment that we're talking about well played let's get into the actual you know part of the episode where george comes in and he's giving him some you know material on or giving him some advice on his material like every comic i'm sure has and actually happens to jerry pretty often in the series uh, this time he's talking about the big toe and Jerry and George is like, hey, oh, uh, did you tell tell everybody about the, the bit of the big toe that it's the captain? You know, it's 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 eh. Well, I mean, is it any worse than Jerry's other material? <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's similar like to the bad material that like even like Kramer gives him and things like that. Uh, it's same, just the same kind of bit that they've done before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I gave Jerry props for at least giving it a shot and trying it out mm-hmm. on the crowd. Yep, he gave it a, he tried. And it actually does kind of come back, at least, that at least comes back, unlike the whole fridge thing. Uh, George is looking to call China. He, he heard about this news story uh, all about this baldness cure. Oh, he's super excited. We all know how bald Jason Alexander is and, and George is and how insecure he is about himself, and he wants to fix that. Uh, Kramer comes in, and he's got a video camera with him, an old VHS recorder. Uh, those things are just fantastic when I see them. It just it kind of melts my heart with a little nostalgia. My dad had one of those, and yeah. <laughs> it was great, dude. Like, he would take it to Disney World trips, and, you know, you look back now, and you, you feel bad for the guy for having to carry around something like that, like, all day long, and mm-hmm. then tape, just videotape us all just doing shit, and then I have never watched that, like, videotape yeah. ever in my entire life, so yeah. just... Just insanity. But uh, real quick, back to George calling China. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about pre-internet, man. Like you, you see yeah. this thing on like CNN or whatever it is they were watching, and and you're like, bam! I want to get all like I want to figure this out. Uh, I just just call China. Like you just, exactly. <laughs> you can't Google it. You can't do either. You just have to just call China. And who yeah. knows how much that costs? Yeah, yeah. Which will kind of come back uh, later. Uh, the one thing that I took away from this whole scene is. Um, there's a there's a funny joke in there where Kramer, you know, who got the the camera, he said to one of his friends, it was not a non Bob Sacramento friend or some random dude, uh, was getting rid of it because he's becoming a minimalist, a minimalist. Uh, and I do like Jerry's kind of, you know, it's it's a inappropriate humor now, but I think it's funny as shit. Uh, where he he calls out, isn't that the guy who's into to big chicks? And Kramer's like, yeah. And he's like, doesn't the fat fetish conflict with his whole minimalism thing? And honestly, that's funny. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> That was that was a great that was a great bit, and he didn't even say big lady or whatever. He said, "Isn't that the guy who likes the fat girls or something?" He just yeah. straight up called her fat, and uh, yeah. or you know, saying that he likes fat girls. But you wouldn't hear that now, I think, on on any sitcom. And I think that joke is hilarious. And I think oh, it, it is. I think it still plays, man. I think it still works. It does. It does still play. Um, you know, I, I I've made it kind of clear. I don't love the 
you know, the super sensitivity that is happening in comedy nowadays. I think it's starting to be the death of comedy, or at least, you know, I, I think there should be no no holds bar with, with humor. Um, and so I, I think it's, it is funny, you know, and it's the scientific fer- term for it is fat. And so if you have a lot of it, you're majority fat. And so, you know what, I'm just going to call you what your majority is, fat. <laughs> yes. So, and yes. that's me. I'm there too, buddy. I know this. I know, but I, <laughs> I, I follow you on Instagram and you're working those that, those fat pounds yeah. off, baby. I see Yeah, it. I'm trying to. I I'm see trying it. To. You're doing a good then, job, man. But then also, I also post like a bunch of eating burger posts and things like that too. <laughs> so, yeah. See, I, I do work out so I can, so I can uh, eat like crap. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I was a little concerned with all those burger posts you, you were doing. And uh, I was like, hey, man, <laughs> we still have like six and a half, four seasons of Seinfeld to go. Uh, yeah. Well, I need you alive here, buddy. <laughs> don't, don't tell me what to do. If I want to eat a burger every day. Actually, the thing is, I'm not eating. I'm, I'm sorry. So I'm posting these burgers every single day, but I started eating them months ago and I did didn't actually post them until I could have a whole bunch to just post back to back to back to back. So I st- I've been like only eating about maybe one to two burgers a week. Okay, all right, that's acceptable. Yeah, and then and then I fully cut out red meat outside of the burgers. Oh, oh, dude, you're good, man. You're you're yeah. good. I got you for years. Yeah, we, we I'm only doing chicken and fish. Uh, you know, and other stuff outside of if it's red meat, I'm only eating it when I'm doing those burgers anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not stupid. All right. Should we get back to this episode? We're trying to just fill this episode up because otherwise <laughs> there's not I have, much I have to so it. many things to say that have no no relation to this episode whatsoever. <laughs> Go ahead. Real quick, going back to your comedy thing about uh, it, it sort of being neutered today by PC stuff. Did mm. you watch the new Dave Chappelle stand up on Netflix? I did, and I quite liked it. I did too, and it was refreshing to hear him not hold back on anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought you know, even stuff. Yeah, it's it's um, it would piss people off, but I think there is a place for that type of humor, and I happen to find it funny. And so, if you don't find it funny, change the channel. And and I do think capitalism mostly will play out if. Not enough people find it humor humorous and just turn away from it, then he won't make money from it, and that won't work. But if there is enough audience for it, I'm gonna sit and enjoy it. I mean, yeah. as simple as that. You know, if you don't like it, go listen to something else, man. And, and it's always been that way with like Eddie Murphy's Raw and everything. Yeah. I mean, dude, that stand up was insane by anyone's standards. Yeah. But I think I don't know if it was back then. I'm sure the outrage culture still existed a little bit back in the the late seventies. But man, back mm-hmm. then you just if you didn't like something, you just didn't watch it. Now it's like you gotta get it shut down, you gotta get it canceled, you gotta get it just removed from everything. It's insanity, dude. It's absolute insanity. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's uh reel ourselves back in, get back into Seinfeld a little bit. So while they're doing this whole kind of talker and George and Kramer about like, you know, with the video, with their videotape, et cetera, Jerry is listening to his old uh, last night's show, and he's just checking in on, you know, how it did, you know, as, as comedians do, to see what material worked, what didn't, uh, and he finds out that there was this very sultry voice that was going on. Some lady was talking into his uh, his tape recorder, and boy, this is some steamy stuff, and he's got no idea who uh what lady who what lady was talking to him on it did you notice that when he passes the headphones over to george and you hit you get a little little bit of audio you can actually tell that it's elaine like even though it's kind of like you know blah 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 you can't really tell what she's saying you can tell it's julie louis dreyfus doing it uh i i did not notice it but i can tell you i noticed obviously when we find out later spoiler it's it's julie louis dreyfus um you know when she does her little like whispery voice 
Uh, and if like if that's the voice she used, you can easily tell that that's her. You know, like Jerry dated her and he sees her every day. Like, how could he not realize that that was her? Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, that that's a little weak. I think he would have picked up on it being her. Yeah, she also should have changed her voice a little bit more than just like the whisper. The whisper you can still tell is me. You know, she's like, hey there, man. You're so <laughs> sexy. I don't know. Something like that. Hey, guys. <laughs> Maybe that wouldn't have worked so much. But, I mean, just changing it somehow. Uh, anyway, uh, we're at Jerry's apartment. George is listening to the tape again. Uh, Elaine comes out of the shower. Hold on. I skipped a whole thing there. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Let's go back. All right. That's me rewinding. Okay. Uh, All right. Now we're at Monk's. Elaine is there. And this is where she tells George, um, you know, uh, there's a whole setup of, you know, George telling her about this message. You know, she lets him know. We get the impression. Whatever. We just had that discussion. Um, And I can tell you, George... That boy goes from six to midnight right then and there. You can just see it in his eyes. Like, you know, he immediately sees her in a new light. Um, You know, he wants to have fun. And I get this. You know, he just, she's an attractive lady. And now he just heard all these naughty things. And so now he's associating it with her. Uh, And she wants to try and keep it quiet and have fun with Jerry and keep playing it. Um, But, like, you can just tell that George is enamored with her now. Yeah, and I like you said, I... It's relatable. I totally get mm-hmm. it. We've all like had a, oh, yeah. a female friend that just something put it into a new light, and we were like, oh, you know, looking at the the person differently now, and you're like, oh wow, you know, yeah. you're 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 a sexual being versus just being a, a friend or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this is played up to the utmost degree, yes. but you know, the 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 joke itself is relatable to a to an extent. And I'd say a lot, I mean, probably for both sexes, but probably more so for us guys who, you know, you have a a female friend or who's a, you know, a friend in the group or something. And then you just catch her in the right light or you all, you see her in a bikini or something and you're just like, hello. Uh, And it's it's just different. And it's funny because this whole thing's going to be reversed, uh, Elaine to Jerry later when Jerry, uh, when Elaine finds out how much money Jerry has. Oh yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. So, so now we're at Jerry's apartment and George listening to the tape again. It's funny because he knows who it is. And so he's imagining Elaine uh, with whatever the heck she's talking about. And, you know, the whole thing was she was going to go back home, but she could take a shower at his. If she could take a shower at Jerry's place, then she could go come over and hang out. Corey, I love you. When I need to go take a shower, I don't typically want to just be like, hey, man, we can extend our hangout if I just shower at your place. Like, that's not not a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't – I got to say maybe that's like a, a New York thing because it's going to take so yeah. long for you to get home or something. My thing was why didn't she just shower at the gym because she was coming from yep. the gym. She clearly has her clothes with her. Why didn't she just shower at the gym? But yeah, so yeah, and that, I thought that was weird. I was like I, – yeah, and I guess it it's weird. a little bit less weird because clearly Elaine has showered at Jerry's place before because they mm-hmm. dated. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, I would never – I mean – you can if you need to. Like, if you needed to, like, if, if you soiled yourself or something, you'd be like, Corey, I need to use your shower. Yes, of course, buddy. I'm not going to stop you. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, mm, I'm going to judge you a little bit and be like, why didn't you just go home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she comes out of the shower, and she's got a robe with her, too. Uh, so I don't know if she keeps her robe there, if that was Jerry's robe or what. Good but call. She, I she, didn't even pick up on that. Who? Yeah, whose she, robe she, was that? She brings... I don't. Yeah, she's just got a whole a whole shower kit, you know, <laughs> including robe with her at Jerry's place, apparently. Um, but 
we also get again George trying to call China. Um, we do we get Kramer walking in with his recorder again, and then this time he's like playing up with the VHS recorder. Oh, here I'm. He's doing a joke interview with Elaine that she's an adult film star, and she's you know she's having fun with it. She's like, oh yes, uh, and just kind of like you know eh, whatever. And I along. like. I thought this was cool because you could actually see a part of Jerry's apartment in in the background when when mm-hmm. Kramer zooms in on Elaine and George kind of messing around. You could see that back part of Jerry's apartment that you never ever can see because it's kind of like yep. where the audience is. And I liked it because obviously you have to build it up and whatnot. But I was like, ah, I, I like getting like views into different angles of Jerry's apartment to kind of get an idea <laughs> of what the whole thing looks like. That was mm-hmm. my biggest excitement from this uh, okay. from this scene right here. <laughs> Uh, for me, my bis- biggest excitement was, well, I mean, one, obviously I'll just go at that George is getting uncomfortable, uncomfortable and awkward because he, you know, is, is attracted to Elaine now uh, because she's playing up and she, you know, says, oh, George is my co-star and, you know, he's the only one that I actually have real sex with. Everyone else is just simulated and, you know, all this joke stuff. Um, what gets me excited is Kramer uh, orders Chinese food, and we get our first introduction of Ping. Yes, uh, yes. Ping is the Chinese delivery guy, and we actually see him not a huge amount of times, but multiple times throughout the series. Yeah, we've. It's not twice; it's more than twice, right? Like we actually it's, get uh, him. Like, I, I checked it out. It's four times. Four times. Okay, yeah. He he's one of the few regular returning characters, side characters. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I guess like yeah, minor minor side character. Yeah, right? super minor, but getting him more than once is kind of a huge thing, I feel like. Yeah. It's, it's a whole there's a, there's a massive amount of people you only get for one time and then it's so minimal that you get like in that 2 to 5 range and then when you get like that 5 to 10 range, it's like holy crap, you are definitely 5 to plus range or whatever. You're you're like in that, you know, putty uh Newman range uh, yeah. big group. It's uh, like, and then, that's and like and if, if it's not like, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, or Banyan, maybe Banyan. And I always liked Ping. He, I, every time he was yeah. on the show, I always liked him. Uh, the actor I thought always did it just a great job mm-hmm. as him. Uh, I, yep. I this was awesome. I liked seeing Ping for the first time here. Yep, I agree. Um, you know, he makes a nice little joke. He said, I guess when he talks about uh, George asks if the cream works, and he says, "You grow hair, look like Stalin." I like, <laughs> I like that line. That was good. That was and a good then line. he does his own does his own little impotence joke. Um, you know, if there are any side effects and he says impotence, which I think is hilarious, uh, just to dive into men freaking out about their hair loss is just <sighs> pathetic. In my opinion, I'm sorry. It's just like, it's, it's a thing that happens. It's not a big deal, but people freak out about it and they become so insecure like George or think that their manhood is at stake because they don't have hair. I love that. It's like, oh, hair or impotence. Which one's more important to you? And I bet there's a good bit of people who would choose hair over <laughs> over him. I I think it would probably be more than fifty percent to be truthful yeah. with you. <laughs> which is which is funny. But I like I mean the, the impotence joke there is it's just funny because it all ties into quote unquote manhood, in my opinion. See, when um, I was a kid, I was dumb enough, uh, I think I was fourteen or fifteen, I watched Demon Knight with Billy Zane, and he had a mm. bald head in that movie, and I thought he was super, super cool, and I shaved my head completely bald when i was 14 or 15 i oh, looked, i awesome. didn't look great let me tell you um <laughs> yeah but i did discover that i had a nicely shaped head and it was like oh. it was round my head looks pretty good bald so ever since then i was like cool i'll just rock the hair that i have for as long as i can and when baldness comes i'll just shave it because i look actually okay bald yeah. and nice. so I, i've had that nice like in the back of my head my entire life but now fast forward to 41 i am holding on to these strands yeah. as best i can baby <laughs> 
just yeah. oh, one peak, more year. The peak is getting there. You're getting a like you know the sides are going up and up and up. I can yep. tell on you. Yep, but. yep. Pretty soon, buddy. Pretty soon, I'm yeah. gonna go full bald beard. That's that's gonna be my new look. Yeah, I've I've had to go. I haven't gone shaved bald, but I've gone like you know no clipper cut on yeah. like the sides of my head, and yeah. I don't think I have a great shaped head for it. But the worst thing that I that I realized is one when I had to do that. Uh, when I had to like shave the sides of my head um, because my brother's girlfriend fucked up the haircut that I was doing and I had to end up just shaving the whole thing because <laughs> she put a chunk out of the side of it. And so, yeah. Uh, anyway, I found out that, you know, even though it's not itchy, I have dry patches of, I guess it's eczema or whatever, oh. dry patches of skin on my head. So it's like, oh shit, that doesn't look very good. So if I did any of like the actual shaving, I guess I'd have to use a whole bunch of moisturizer or whatnot. So I don't have any like itchy dry spots on just on dip your whole head moisturizer and rub it in yeah. gross <laughs> so so bald would not be a good thing on my head it look like i have like leprosy or you know some kind of lesions or something <laughs> and see this is why people have to stay past my spoiler alert at the beginning of the episode yeah. so they can hear about your eczema on your head they're finding about your like you know awful bald head with a couple strands and my gross eczema head it's like no people are not interested in that kind of talk i can tell you <laughs> so uh one other funny joke with ping is after he kind of gets everything gets the information for George that he needs. Uh, he starts a conversation, you know, with China and just kind of sits down. And it's just kind of funny that Jerry's like, uh, uh, you know, hey, expensive call. But the thing that I thought was the most interesting, Jerry's slurping on a juice box. He's got, he's got like a Minute Maid juice box with a straw in it. And I'm just like, really? You can't be an adult and just like pour juice in a glass from a big container like any other man? Oh. I mean, he is a man child. And I guess we that, all know that's Jerry time. is not an adult. <laughs> no. But that's that's one thing I just thought was funny, just seeing him with a juice box in his hand. Yeah. Uh, George drives Elaine home because he's being a, a quote-unquote nice guy. No, he's just very attracted to her. But he's being very awkward, and you can see it in the car. Um, and even she kind of notices it and just kind of like, all right, well, that's that. Because she was, like, wanting to hang out, but George kind of, you can tell, wants to make it a date. Which, uh, but again, negates mm-hmm. that whole episode about them yeah. not being able to hang out. My note on this scene was Elaine was ready to hang out with George. She if was. George wasn't a, a weirdo about it, they would have yeah. been hanging out. He could have mentioned anything. He could have said, oh, man, you know— uh, Rochelle Rochelle's playing I really want to go see that one or Death Blow or whatever maybe yeah anything but he just couldn't think of it because he's just I don't know he's awkward that's yeah. that's George so uh, we cut back to Jerry's apartment and he thinks he's tracked down the lady who is on the tape because he's called like the uh, nightclub and things like that trying to figure it out one thing I do like is at the kind of beginning of this scene is uh Jerry and Kramer are giving their best not not bloody likely there yeah. that that impression and so so I'm going to challenge us to do our best British not bloody likely our, our best cockney <laughs> accent our, yeah I'll do mine not bloody likely not bloody likely <laughs> yours was awful I thought mine was okay and yours was awful uh, people send it let us know which one was better I think it was mine though <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I liked the I liked the not bloody likely everything else. Uh, honestly, everything else in this episode, I'm just kind of tossing. Um, <laughs> Spoiler is, alert! Yes, I know. 
<laughs> well, we've got how many more? Ta- how many tangents have we gone on with this episode already? <laughs> I know. Oh, but real quick, I, I got another tangent for you, buddy. So okay. George George comes in with his box. Um. So at the same time, this episode, you know, this this scene, Jerry has he tracked down the number of that girl. Mm-hmm. So we found out prior when Ping was was calling that it would take three weeks to get it. So that means it took three weeks for Jerry to track down quote uh, yeah. unquote Elaine's fake uh, girl. Yeah. And also like three weeks that Kramer is still videotaping. So I don't feel like he is someone who would stick to things very long. He kind of fits into like the always sunny mentality of, you know, you do something for the ADD kind of, oh, you do it for one day and then you're off to something else. But I guess, yeah, they're they're very uh, focused. right? Yeah, I think that was that was like just like stupid TV time logic Mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Well, one thing that Kramer is fully committed to is getting his damn jacket back. They bring up, he brings up the jacket again from this guy who takes his mother. This has been like a multi-episode little through storyline, which honestly, I am appreciating right now. Yes, yes. This this makes this episode just worth it because you're like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, it's still happening. That was my note as well. I was like, I cannot believe the jacket is still going on. This is really cool. I really enjoy this. And when you watch it out of order, if they didn't put this episode in order, like that would have been wonky. uh, But it's so cool to actually watch it in order and see them use this, this thread. And, you know, let's see if it actually finishes or doesn't finish later on right yep. and and it's really yep. cool i really really enjoy that they went with this and i guess i gotta what do you what do you figure it's because at the beginning of this season when they started writing it they were like we got to give kramer something right to do this entire yeah. season maybe maybe yeah just to fixate something with him to give him you know say, yeah exactly something to do work because he's never at least early on he is never the catalyst for the story um, he's always he, he typically he kind of comes, you know, he'll come along and like, you know, he'll add something to it, but he's not like the driving force to right. whatever the story is or the plot. Now that happened, he he will be for other episodes much later, definitely later on. Um, so maybe that's what it is. But it's just nothing else in this so far this season uh, has been a through like this. And so I'm I'm very much enjoying what I'm seeing with it. Me too. Another funny little thing. George puts on the cream on his head and it just stinks to all hell. Just a eh, funny little thing about this, the cream, I guess. Uh, Elaine calls and she's going to come over. And George, being all awkward because he wants to impress her, I guess. He doesn't want her to see him with his cream on his head. Uh, he you know, goes in and cleans it off and uh, freaks out and he comes back. But now she apparently calls back and she's not coming. And so he's like, Ugh, he's you know going to go put the cream back on. Um, and Jerry all, uh, all along or all while this is happening, calls the alleged female, uh, and he's trying to meet up with her. So who whose number did he get? No idea. That doesn't really... We get no real, I guess, backstory between that or how he got that or how they chose that number. Uh, it was just kind of random. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, that was... That was silly. That was dumb. But yep, yeah, it but, was. You know, actually, I liked what I found relatable. I don't because I don't know when you're going to get to it. But it was in the scene. Uh, Kramer mentions about his toenails and how oh, they. I, was, how they I, cut, I wasn't going to bring up the toenails. How they cut his last like a girlfriend that he was dating. They cut her ankles, and I just want to uh-huh. say to my beautiful wife that uh, I sadly do the same thing to her sometimes. Uh, it's. I think it's happened in most relationships. I don't do it. It doesn't happen often. Especially, it happens a lot less since we bought a king bed. Okay, um, and that has solved all the problems with any of that. So okay. 
I, I need to talk yeah. to you about that. My wife really, really wants a king bed because she says I take up too much space. I say mm-hmm. that I'm trying to cuddle with her while she sleeps, but she wants me to be further away. Do you think it's because my my, my toenails are cutting her ankles? <laughs> Do you think that's Very it? likely. <laughs> yeah. Have you checked? She's exactly. Check her scars down there, you know, <laughs> by her ankles and feet. It's 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 probably pretty deep now. And so she just get her get that damn king bed to save your marriage, sir. <laughs> God. <laughs> so. All right, so Jerry comes back from his date with this alleged female who left the note or who left the uh, uh, the message. He's not he's getting mixed signals because he went in for a kiss and he got the pullback and he's like, man, she said so many graphic things. He's surprised about it. Now, granted, which I thought was kind of strange as well, because he said that the date was going really, really well. And if the date is going really, really well and you just go in for a regular kiss, why not get the kiss if it's a good look, if it's a good date? Now, maybe I guess she wasn't into it or, or that, but I don't know. It just it kind of it all seemed like it, none, none of it really worked well story wise to me. No, it it was it didn't. It was terrible. And my brain just like went to to like, like, what are they talking about that? That mm-hmm. I mean, Jerry had to have mentioned the tape. So did she is this yeah. lady just lying? Is she lying on Elaine's behalf? Is it just a random lady? And thus, if they made it past the point in the conversation where Jerry's like, so what about that tape? And she goes with it. She's a sociopath, I guess. I, I yeah. None of this whole storyline works with him finding they should have just made it so he never found the lady because it mm-hmm. didn't like even culminate into anything because he just finds out when you know George tells him but like there was no point to that whole like the whole him going out on the date with her because it just brings up more questions than answers yeah I fully agree uh George comes in and he's got a big cowboy hat on because he's got the cream on and it's just kind of funny he's trying to hide that uh I do want to say I want a cowboy hat man (laughs) (laughs) I think they look cool uh, especially since I've moved back to the south now granted People don't walk around with cowboy hats, you know, in the South. It's just not a thing. Maybe in Texas and Oklahoma, but not in the Southeast where I'm from, in Georgia. Um, but still, just being back and like, and even before, I just, I want a cowboy hat. I think they look good, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie. George did not look terrible. That's, yeah. that's the sad part. He didn't look, even though they had it a little bit high on his head to kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, because you know he's covering up the, the stink, but uh-huh. it didn't look terrible. And I'm with you, man. I wish I could pull off the cowboy hat. I do truly wish I could pull it off, but I can't. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a, I'm the trucker hat guy. I'm that kind of guy. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah, I can't do the cowboy <laughs> okay. hat. Just can't do it. All right. Okay. But it is cool, uh, man. It's cool as hell. It and is if cool. you can well, do it, Adam, I will give you so much props for that. I, I'm going to eventually, but they're fucking expensive, man. Like yeah. real cowboy hats are not cheap. No, no. If you if you commit, you have to commit fully to that yeah. look. Yeah, it's an investment. So <laughs> it's an uh, investment for your future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. George tells Jerry that he's attracted to Elaine. Uh, it kind of works funny because Kramer comes in at the same time. It you know just kind of blocking that conversation but um eventually he does tell jerry that she was the voice on the tape uh and then elaine comes up and george now freaks out because he's got the cream on his head um it just i like his his kind of running to the bathroom i thought was pretty funny when he freaks out that elaine's coming and jerry again listens to the tape and when she comes up she wants she fesses up to jerry about it uh and so you know they're all just kind of like asking questions about it, just being kind of like, wow, that was really you. And she, and for her, it's like, yeah, whatever. It's no big fucking deal. You know, I'm just one of the guys, you know, pretty much. Um, and then Kramer comes in and then he now hears that it's her. And so it's Elaine and three of her friends that are just fucking oogling her like to crazy. And so she's just like 
she backs the hell out of there. Yeah. And I think pretty wisely so. Um, and that's and, just, that's a, like a shot mm-hmm. that like I remember, even though this episode, mm-hmm. whatever, it's still one that I always kind of remember. And it's the punchline to the entire episode was literally yep. built up just for this look. And I, I'm not going to lie. I actually enjoyed the the camera panning over all their mm-hmm. faces. Uh, or, or Adam, was that a dolly? I couldn't tell. But uh, <laughs> no, it, look, it looked like a pan. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I like that. I thought that was funny. I thought that was a nice little punch at the end. But really, the whole episode was there just for that little shot. Yeah. And it's yep. like, wow, okay. And so the main-ish part of the episode ends with them kind of fighting over to listen to the tape again uh, after Elaine has left. And we get a stand-up bit about breathy female voices. Yeah, and this one actually ties in very, very well to the whole entire episode. No, uh, mm-hmm. Jerry basically says, no matter what a woman tells you, if it's in that breathy voice, we'll love it. He's like, uh, <laughs> an airplane stewardess could tell you that, hey, buckle your seat, we're about to hit a mountain. And if she says in that voice, we'd be like, so, what are you doing later? I'll meet you over by the burned fuselage. And I, which I liked that ending. I liked uh, uh, that little uh, stand up because it was dark. It had a little bit of dark humor to it because he was talking about, Mm -hmm. oh, I'll beat you by, you know, whatever. And um, and it actually tied into the whole entire episode. I'll just I'll just go off with this since I gave the spoiler at the beginning. Um, I hated this episode. I thought it's absolutely (laughs) terrible, like terrible, except the last uh, three minutes of the episode didn't make it worth watching. It, I, it didn't salvage the episode in any way, shape, or form, but it definitely perked up a little bit at the very end. It's an episode moving forward that, like, you know, if it comes on the rotation, I'll never change a Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I'll never skip it. I just won't pay as much attention to this particular episode again when it comes back around. And I will say this. Going into the into this recording episode of Cartwright, I absolutely was like, this is going to suck. I hate this fucking episode. I legitimately enjoyed talking about it with you. Mm-hmm. And the our conversation about the episode actually brought my enjoyment level up by a percentage. So there if, you this, go. If, this, if I went into this recording with like a, a, maybe a 0.5 out of a 5, <laughs> uh, I'm now at like a 1.5 of enjoying wow. this episode. It's Dude, this episode was bad, man. Real bad. It, it, it had its issues. Uh, I mean, I 100% feel that this is just a filler episode. There's a, not a lot to it that I care about. Um the one thing that I think is kind of interesting, trying trying to trying to figure out, you know, how to salvage the episode in my brain, I do like that you get to see the awkward side of being the female in a group of mainly guys. You know, um, you know the kind if and we already kind of brought up if you do anything sexual that guys, you know, because of the way we think, because we're freaking guys, if you do anything sexual and you're an attractive person, like, at all, we immediately will start over-sexualizing over it and reading too much into it. Um, and that's what all these guys do with Elaine, especially George, obviously. And, you know, I'll say, yeah, I've definitely been in those situations. Hell, I've definitely read too much into those types of situations and, you know, thought, like, oh, man, we're friends. And, oh, I think, oh, maybe she maybe she likes me. And I'm like, fuck no. They don't like you. They're just friends. <laughs> They just want to be friends, and you're like, oh, I want to, I want to do something with that, and it's like, nope, not gonna happen, buddy. Get it out of your fucking head. Just be friends with people. Um, but guys are stupid. We're stupid. Just so everybody knows, we're fucking idiots, <laughs> and we can't help but think like that sometimes. Um, so, 
try to give us slack, but also we're trying to get better about it too. Uh, and so I, I appreciated having to see that through uh, a female's eyes, you know, in a group like that. Um, but overall, I don't think this episode is standout at all. Um, and I don't think anything really makes it special of an episode. I like the not bloody likely, and I want to start saying that a little bit more often. Not bloody likely. Not bloody likely. <laughs> but uh, this was a weaker one, uh, and so I gave it a two out of five Chinese hair creams. Oh, we were we were pretty close on our yeah, pretty our, close. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, which, I, which I think is tied for the lowest out of all my episodes so far. Yeah, um, I have I haven't yet dipped into like the one point something. I think I'm having trouble because. It's hard to give a Seinfeld, any Seinfeld, a one point something, but I'm going to probably have to do it at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, for, for me in my head, it's not like a, like a 1.5 Seinfeld episode is like a yeah. three or a four Friends episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shots fired. Hey. <laughs> I yeah. just hey friends fans I actually do enjoy yeah. friends I I don't, just, I don't actually hate friends <laughs> Yeah there's just a fun little I don't know even though even though I think it's fully on the Seinfeld fans uh you know yeah. thing I don't think the friends fans give a fuck about this no. this quote unquote war between Seinfeld and and uh, friends but it is it's I enjoyed doing it doing that as well I know and I like to give my wife shit uh you know we've yeah. sort of taken up this battle together and uh you know I told her that uh I think uh, Netflix you know is is getting Seinfeld, and I think because of that, they're losing Friends. Maybe I thought I heard that I could be wrong, but I told they're losing the Office for sure. Yeah, like maybe Friends as well. And I told I told my wife that, and she's like, "Well, we're we're gonna cut Netflix for sure now." And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the one that pays for it, so I'm like, I can't say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Oh man! All right, buddy. Well, where uh, where can we find you online, my friend? You can find me on the Blast From Our Past podcast, which is a podcast I do with my brother and my good friend, Corey, uh, who jumps on every now and then. And you're going to have another sequels episode coming out fairly soon with us. We're going to be talking RoboCop 2, which actually is an episode that we recorded a long time ago, but I'm excited that we're finally putting it out there. Yeah, that was uh, And you've a, been on multiple episodes. That was a really fun episode mm-hmm. that we recorded, I yep. think, over a year ago. <laughs> Has it had? Has it been over a year? It's 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 not. It's pushing a year. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a good bit. But I'm I'm dude. Uh, I'm very proud of that episode. I cannot wait for it to drop. It's it was really good. When I was editing it, I was like, this is a funny episode. Yeah, yeah. So excited to get that one out. Um, and besides that, you can follow us on Blast Pass Cast on Instagram or on Facebook. And uh, most importantly, just maybe go listen to our episodes and listen to everything on uh, the BFOP Network, including anything that my man. Corey's on that he is going to tell you about now. <laughs> yes, sir. You can, uh, you know, you can also hear me on podcasting after dark with our buddy Zach. Uh, that's every other week we talk about some cult horror movie from the eighties. Uh, last month we did Return of the Living Dead one and Return of the Living Dead two. And on our podcasting after dark Patreon, we interviewed uh, Tom Matthews, who was in for uh, Return of the Living Dead. He was also in Friday Thirteenth Part Six as uh, the older Tommy Jarvis. And uh, speaking of Patreon, you can also hear me go head to head with Adam on the mm-hmm. uh, the trivia, the the pop culture retro trivia on the Blast from Our Past Patreon account. And I think you have uh, you have an episode dropping soon this month with Brent from Friday Five, who's also on the, that, the Blast from Our Past yeah. network. Has that not already dropped? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Do you- I don't have to check because that should be dropping this month. It should, it yeah. should have already if it hasn't yet. Um, so, yeah, uh, me me and uh, the uh, notorious 
host of Friday Five podcast. Uh, Brent, go head-to-head in trivia as well, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's super cool, dude. And yeah, guys, check out Friday Five. Check out Blast from Our Past. Check out, obviously, Cartwright. Check out Podcast After Dark. All the shows you can find on Apple Podcasts. You can find on Spotify. You can find on iHeartRadio, et cetera, et cetera. All the major podcatchers. And uh, if you can, if you're listening to us on iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. That's still the best way for people to find us like new listeners and everything it's still the main podcatcher of choice and uh we appreciate all the love and all the reviews you guys have already given us it's uh it's been really really remarkable to see this podcast grow and uh we couldn't have done it without you guys so we really appreciate our fans to no end and thank you guys so so much and we will see you guys next week not bloody likely bloody <laughs> and cut. Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like any. iTunes? <laughs> like Stitcher. Oh, man. Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your proton pack and your ecto-cooler. And maybe some McNugget bugs. <laughs>